Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. Have you ever in your life heard things about another person that you didn't hear directly from them? And the things you heard could have been good things and other times bad. And depending on what was said, you either kept it to yourself because no one really likes to confront others about what's bad, or you were anxious to communicate because what you heard was good according to your own assessment of the message. And believe it or not, both ways of approaching a story can affect the relationship between the person in which the report is about and also the carrier of the message. Well, there was a time when the greatest event in all of humanity happened and a few believed it and many didn't believe it at all. You got your tanks. Let's dive in. This segment is titled Discipleship the Way of Life, A Rumor or the Truth? Now, as you know, a rumor is a story that's passed on in a wide-ranging span of people, and it's person to person by conversation, text, email, or social media these days, and people believe what they hear since they were not permitted to be grounded in a truth, so they believe the lie. Rumors boil down to information being passed around, and that information is either a truth or a lie, NGA. Many times when rumors are spread, most people react in some form or fashion, and some even ignore it because the plain old truth? They ignore it because they don't think it involves them, and they could care less one way or the other. And the saddest part of possessing a perspective like this? They do the same with the truth. Rumors only changes from a story to a fact status when it's confirmed with the subject of the rumor. And that could be for anyone. How would you feel if the rumor was a lie and you know what the truth is? What would you do? Would you go around behind the rumor spreaders to ensure everyone knows the truth and what they heard was pure fabrication or exaggeration? What would you do? Makes me want to ask you this. Why do people spread rumors? Is it because they want to be viewed by others as someone who's in the know? Could it be that one does not have the real information because of their beliefs, so they spread a lie? Could it be that they are jealous, or are they just wicked and evil people? Here's another question. Why do people automatically believe a rumor? Is it because most rely on what other people think, say, and do? What do you do when you hear something that appears to be a rumor? Do you automatically believe what you hear? What do you do to confirm the story is true? Do you even care? Do you ignore the story because it doesn't involve anything that will impact you in any way? But what if it did? In the intro, I mentioned the greatest event in all of humanity. What came to your mind? I pray it was Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, and if not, please keep listening. And I pray God the Holy Spirit brings God's truth to your heart and mind, providing enlightenment to the truth of God's gospel, Jesus Christ. We'll be diving into several passages today to proclaim this wonderful truth of God's gospel, and you can count on it's not a rumor, although, believe it or not, there was a rumor being spread about him. Do you know what the rumor is? And 
the amazing truth? There are rumors about Jesus today. Have you heard any? And what do you do when you hear them? Now, the plain old truth, you must know what God thinks about rumors, which is really just plain old gossip. And the simple truth, gossip is an evil, sinful act. And spreading gospel, uh, gossip excuse me, is nauseating in God's eyes and ears. And gossip usually amounts to slander, which are insults, slights, and just plain old offensive. Have you ever spread any gossip? Listen to what God views gossip as. It's Proverbs 26, 22. The words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels, and they go down into the innermost parts of the body. Rumors or gossip fly into the ear canals directly into the mind of the listener, and they are just as delectable as your favorite confection. Yes, and just like any excessive amount of consumed sweets or any other appetizing calorie-loaded treat, that negatively affects the body functions, well, gossip affects the same type of impact on one's thoughts, influencing their words and actions. And believe it or not, gossip affects the hearer more than they realize the second after they listen to it and it sinks into the annals of your mind. Consider this. It's 1 Timothy 5, 13. At the same time, they also learn to be idle as they go around from house to house and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about things not proper to mention. The whole object objective of the gossiper is to create and spread lies to create disturbance and trouble for the hearers. And by creating disputes and conflicts, these lies are designed to attack the unity, agreement, and harmony that exists within one's mind and spirit to persuade or influence one's thoughts, beliefs, and convictions. Also, the relationship with other disciples, and most importantly, the relationship and truth of God. But the plain old truth? God's gospel was lived out by Jesus according to the predetermined plan of God, and that's the truth, regardless of the rumors that you may have heard. All aspects and facets of God's gospel will occur at the exact moment in God's predetermined plan for the redemption of humanity, and every created thing is to praise, worship, and, ad and give adoration to Jesus, and only Jesus. God's plan because you've heard me quote a passage numerous times over the past several weeks, and I pray God is making this truth of his gospel a common thought in your heart and mind, and that biblical truth is, there's a time for every event under heaven. Amen? Now listen to this. A terrible rumor about Jesus was set into motion by men who did not believe in him, and this is what they did. First, you must believe this truth about Jesus. He was crucified, lifted up, killed, and buried. That's a fact. And your eternity rests on God's salvation work completed in you. That's also a fact, my fellow disciples. Now, listen to this, and I'll read it just how God scribed it. It's Matthew 16, 21. For that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Matthew twenty-seven twenty-six. Then he released Barabbas for them, but after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. 
John 3.14 As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man be lifted up. Luke 23, 50-53 And a man named Joseph, who was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their plan and action, a man from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who was waiting for the kingdom of God, this man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, and he took it down and wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid him in a tomb cut into the rock where no one had ever laid. Now, you just heard the testimony and the truth of God. Jesus was lifted up, killed, and buried. Now for the rumor that's even believed today. Matthew 28, 1-4 Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came down and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook with fear of him and became like dead men. Now, Matthew 28:11. Now while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if it should come to the governor's ear, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed, and this story was widely spread among the Jews, and is to this day. Now, two things are actually happening simultaneously. The women were on their way to testify to Jesus' disciples that Jesus is risen, and the good news would bring forth hope and joy to the hearts of the initial converts. And the guards are on their way to testify to what they saw, and both testimonies are true. Yet the guards are encouraged to lie and spread a rumor of deceit. Now, it would be one thing for Jesus' disciples to say he is risen because they were present when Jesus testified to this truth of God about his resurrection. Listen, it's recorded in John 12, 38-41. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, and yet no sign will be given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation at the judgment and will condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Just like those in the time Jesus walked the planet, there are only a few that believe the report of the gospel. Many talk about a lot of other things, various topics, and numerous stories, but rarely talk about God's gospel. 
and the gospel is only about Jesus and only Jesus. The plain old truth, God's gospel will be revealed by God to the recipient ordained to hear it on the predetermined day established by God at the foundation of the world. Because every human being born of the seed of Adam is dead in their trespasses and sin. And as a result of their spiritual condition, they will never understand, grasp, and be grateful for the amazing work of God's salvation through Jesus Christ. Here's what God testifies of this truth in 1 Corinthians 1.18. Excuse me, 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It will be by God's will, by the power and work of God the Holy Spirit, that God reveals his truth of Jesus to you. And this is the truth. There are many rumors, stories, and falsehoods being spread even to this day about setting into motion one's own salvation, like all you have to do is, or punch your imaginary ticket and you will, do this or do that, and eternity is yours. Now, you have a choice. You can believe the falsehoods, and it will confirm if you believe God's truth about his gospel, or you believe the story, and if you believe the story, it's only because you believe more than what humanity thinks than what the creator of all things has clearly said in and through the word that became flesh. Something you must consider, because it's a rumor that God's word only applies to the people it was written about. But, please consider this. If God the Father makes Jesus sin on humanity's behalf and has him killed as a perfect sacrifice, how could God the Father ignore anyone's practice of sin? Listen to 2 Corinthians 5.21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the rumor would say, all you need to do is know Jesus. But God says, you must be in him. Which will you believe, the rumor or the truth? Here's the truth of God's gospel at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. The simple truth? It's the little word in, I-N, in Christ. It's not what you know, what you think, how you act, or what you do. It's simply in Jesus. So why would these men, the chief priests, scribes, and Pharisees, not want the unadulterated truth of God to spread to all that needed to hear the good news of God's salvation? just like God's gospel is so needed today to be preached. And all you seem to hear is wah, 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 wah. Well, I'll tell you in a bit. The fact that Jesus defeated the greatest enemy of humanity, death, that Jesus is the Son of God as he testified, that he and the Father are one, that he is fully God and fully man, that he is the great I Am, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That Jesus is full of grace and truth. That he is Lord and God. That he is the Christ, the Savior. 
that he is more than a prophet, a good teacher, or a godly man, that his kingdom will have no end, that he is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, the alpha and the omega, that he is the judge of the living and the dead, that he is the propitiation for sin, that there's no other savior but him, that there is but one mediator between God and man, Jesus himself, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, along with the Son of Man, Redeemer, Lord, Omnipotent, Omniscient, Omnipresent, Head of the Church, Emmanuel, the second person of the Godhead, Author and Perfector, Eternal Life, Salvation, Gift of God, Image of God, Wisdom of God, and Lord of the Sabbath. And there are many others. Why would anyone in their right mind instruct someone else to say his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep to create a rumor that the disciples stole the body in front of some well-trained Navy SEAL-like soldiers who were derelict in their duty? Really? Would you fall for that one? Why would they believe that lie and proclaim it if they saw with their own eyes what actually happened? That is, unless, and we know and believe, there's a time for every event under heaven, right? God doesn't say the quantity of money the guards received, but God used the word large for the sum. And God using the word large, it had to be a pile. That does confirm, though, the power of selfishness and greed and the love of money, that one would deny truth and forfeit their soul for cash, coinage, dough, bread, capital, income, stocks, bonds, and riches. Listen to what Jesus says here. It's Matthew 16, 26. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For those men, they were deceived, and now... Let me ask you this. Do you think the guards that took the bribe are like the rich man in the rich man and Lazarus story mentioned in Luke 16 and asking for someone to dip their finger in a glass of water? You know the saddest part? Even if they were the frugalest on the planet with their rumor coinage, they couldn't take a cent with them, and neither will anyone else for that matter. Or, you have some that testified they listened to or influenced more by, or humanity says, or that humanity has so many profound things to say, when the plain old truth, all of which exist in heaven and on the earth, and under the earth for that matter, only exists because God created it. And, isn't it God that has put wisdom in the innermost being or given understanding to the mind as Job 38:36 testifies and all things have been created for him and through him as Colossians 1 testifies I have a question if one mentions humanity more than they mention Jesus would that mean that the one that mentions humanity more than God that they worship themselves or the creature more than the creator? And this lack of preaching of God's gospel 
is an indication of the suppression of the truth? Let me ask you that again. If one mentions humanity more than they mention Jesus, would that mean that one that mentions humanity more than God, that they worship themselves or the creature more than the Creator? And this lack of preaching of God's gospel is that indication of the suppression of the truth? Remember the question, so why would these men, chief priests, scribes, and Pharisees not want the unadulterated truth of God to spread to all that needed to hear the good news of God's salvation like so many need to hear God's gospel today? Well, based on God's foreknowledge and predetermined plan, just like Judas and everyone else, God has planned out your life as well. And just like everything he created, it obeys his commands. God made them rulers for that time. Here's your proof. It's Romans 13.1. Every person is to be in subjection to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. And as designated rulers, they would carry out God's predetermined plan. Some were even sad because they believed the lie that there was no resurrection, and Jesus is testifying that he is the resurrection and the life. Jesus exposed their masquerade. He revealed their deception. He unveiled their scams, unmasked their dishonesty, excuse me, and unmasked their dishonesty just like he's doing today. He explained what was misunderstood. Jesus spoke with authority that they could never muster up themselves. His eyes are magnetic. His words are compelling. His hands brought forth healing, and his life was perfect. He fed more people with less than they could with more. Jesus had nowhere to lay his head, and yet they are living large. Jesus is the truth, and his words are truth, and their words riddled with so many lies and deception they believed it themselves. Talk about a strong delusion. Let me testify, God's work is in real time. Consider this, wouldn't you, as a novice detective, ask some basic investigative questions to these men? Like, well, if the guards were asleep, how did they know who it was that stole the body? And if the disciples stole the body, why didn't you condemn the disciples if they actually stole it? Oh, that must be God's predetermined plan that the only one with a capital O that was to be condemned was Jesus and the guards and the disciples. They weren't to be condemned, only Jesus. That must be what God's word is testifying to, because there's no one else qualified to save by him laying down his life for his sheep. Life for life, the blood of Jesus on the cross of his people. God is amazing. Now, 
That makes sense that the rumor was also a plan of God because his life would testify to the truth that he was more than a carpenter's son, a prophet, a good teacher, or a moral man, or a man with pronounced inspiration but not divine, or any other story, gossip, or speculation about Jesus. The simple truth? You're going to find out the truth for yourself of who's telling the truth. But I will still ask you, do you think it's what man says or what God says? The plain old truth, many believe the lies about God. That should tell you something. But also, it should tell you something else. And that's, if you believe the truth of God about Jesus, then there's nothing else to proclaim, brag about, take faith in, or depend on for your salvation, especially yourself. It's Jesus, and only Jesus, his life, his blood, his burial, and his resurrection to life. Amen? And when that rumor of the guards was spreading like wildfire, you better believe this. The subject with a capital S of the rumor that the guards were spreading? Well, that subject with a capital S made his appearance and made his word a fact forever. So, what about today? Are there rumors, stories, tales which amount to a conflict of truth, which is, in turn, is, are untruths, because anything that conflicts with God's living word, which is the truth, would be a lie if you look at it with an NGA mindset. You hear various personal positions and beliefs that are contrary to God's truth established by humanity, which are stories, gossip, and speculations that have been created to mislead many to the truth about Jesus. And these stories differ tremendously from what Jesus says about God the Father, himself, and God the Holy Spirit. Some believe and teach that Jesus is just a normal prophet and not considered to be God. Others believe he's an embodiment and reincarnated. A portion believe that he's a false messiah and an idolater. Various people believe Jesus was a man with pronounced inspiration, but not divine. Unlike the others, some believe he was the firstborn, but not God, and Jesus has another identity other than the Son of God. Another opinion that's taught about Jesus is that he is a deceiver because he cannot save anyone. And still others believe Jesus has a brother that went on the evil path, but Jesus remained faithful. And some believe God's testimony about Jesus is only fiction. Let me ask you, what do you believe about God's gospel, Jesus Christ? And this does make me want to ask you this question. Isn't it interesting that for someone who is the most prominent person in human history would have so many different opinions, views, stories, and perceptions about who he really is? That in itself should confirm there is something amazing about Jesus. Amen? Having such a conflict and controversy should cause one to pay attention, listen to what's being spoken, declared, and stated, and taught, and seek out the real truth of God. Amen? 
And all of these opinions, views, perceptions were created after Jesus testified and warned of such distortion, excuse me, falsification, and twisting of the truth of God that came from God himself. So, cogitate on this. With humanity being fallible, spiritually dead, with a desperately sick and wicked heart, and God is perfect, is absolute truth, eternal, and the creator of all things? Let me ask you, what has God caused you to believe? Listen to what God has written through his disciple Matthew in Matthew 7, which is included in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. You can find Jesus' Sermon, which, by the way, is the most authoritative, dependable, informative, educational, enlightening, edifying, tutorial, doctrinal, clarifying, and biblical sermon ever given to humanity. Jesus' sermon begins in Matthew 5 and goes through Matthew 7. I pray God inspires you to read, study, and meditate on it, and God the Holy Spirit brings enlightenment and understanding, and God in his love, mercy, and grace will open the eyes of your heart, bring understanding to your mind, and cause your eyes to see and perceive his gospel. Listen to Matthew seven, thirteen through 15 Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. And what God said through his disciple Peter in Second Peter 2, 1 and 2. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false prophets among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, being swift, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow this sensuality, and because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. Now, the Son of God has also testified to rumors being spread. Listen to Jesus' testimony through his disciple Mark in Mark 13, 6 and 7. And Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do, do not be frightened. Those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. Can I ask you? In the last 365 days or so, you heard of any rumors of war that was going to break out in the world? I don't think any of the others had anything to say about what's going to happen, and over 2,000 years later, it's coming to pass, just like Jesus, who is the creator of all things, and has planned a time for every event under heaven. And God knows by his foreknowledge and predetermined plan that there will be wars and rumors of wars. So the plain old truth, look around you. What do you see and hear? Do you see wars and rumors of wars? Yes or no? NGA. So, how can you believe some of the things God says, 
and not all of them. I will testify to you this truth. You will die one day, and the truth of God is all around you, so there'll be no excuses for anyone. The plain old truth, God is the creator of all things, and you are included within his creation. And when your heart begins to beat faintly, and your blood pressure decreases to barely measurable, and your body temperature lowers from normal to cool to the touch, and your breathing slows and gets shallow. The simple truth, you're dying. Now, I will agree, God has different plans for different people, and death could come in a blink of an eye, and others a slow process. But as sure as there's a sun, moon, and stars, physical and spiritual death is awaiting every living thing that God has created. And when that time of your life comes, as you know it, and it comes to an end, you will be face to face with it, all by your lonesome. You'll take, you can't take your resume, references, accomplishments, trinkets, or riches with you. It's just you and God. And this is what God says about the instant death occurs. It's Hebrews 9.27. Inasmuch as is appointed for men to die once, after this comes judgment. And my fellow disciples, appointed means chosen, fixed, and prearranged. Now you tell me about God's sovereignty. You can believe the rumor that you will re-exist, or you will believe the truth of God in what God says in 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in a body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now, you may believe the stories that Jesus is not and you fill in the blank. Or God will cause you to believe his word that God became flesh and dwelt among humanity. This next passage speaks volumes of God's truth and will define where you will spend eternity. And it's, For there is one God and one mediator also between God and man. The man. Christ Jesus, as 1 Timothy 2.5 testifies. Jesus is God made man and is the only intercessor of the new covenant between God and humanity who is the only one with a capital O that provides salvation to those that the Father has given to him. And you tell me who would be a better mediator than God himself. So, all the other humans... Shh. And it's not your doing, nor living, nor following the law that will ever make you right with God. Remember, it's faith alone in Jesus alone. And it's pure deception to look to anyone or anything other than Jesus as your go-between intermediary or mediator because every person or thing is created by the only true God. This is why Jesus is the way. Listen to this truth of God. It's John 5:24. Truly, truly, I say to you, 
He who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. Romans 8.1 Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And John 6.39 This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but will raise it up on the last day. You will either believe the rumors, stories, or speculation created by humanity and suffer the eternal consequence of God for unbelief, or face the truth of God and believe his truth and live eternally in the presence of God. NGA. As we head back up, take this with you. There was a criminal that was convicted to die for breaking the law for violent uprising and in so murdered and stole and was condemned to die. This is definitely a criminal that's on death row. Now, there's not one person on the face of this planet that would go to any prison, leave the pleasures of your home, life, job, wife, children, prestige, relationships, income, and wealth, and exchange your place in life for theirs on death row. Now, when I ask this question, oh, I think it's easy to see many hands pop up, but the plain old truth? No rumors have surfaced about that. Have you heard any? Have you heard of anyone going down to the local prison because in the culture today, social media would be all over that because someone would be desiring for the most followers and likes? You can count on that because under the skin is really all about yourself. Well, on the ordained day set at God's predetermined plan, Jesus stepped into the place of a man that had a cross with his name on it and Jesus was condemned and the criminal was set free. God's salvation is costly. It's life for a life. There is no other human being that has innocent blood. No one who is perfect. No one who has committed not one sin in their life. Because the truth, anyone going to God on your behalf to ask God for what? They have sinned. So you're still in chains. They left you, though, telling you they were going to God to get you free. And you're waiting on the return in chains and for them to let you go. But, because you put your belief and faith in humanity, sorry to tell you, they ain't coming back. And you're in the quiet of the night as you hear the assembly of your cross. Wouldn't you wonder whatever happened to them? But your own sin is your own, and there's a payment for that wage. You can count on that. There was not one person who loved you so much, you death row criminal, that they would step into your place, you convicted felon, with condemnation on your head, and are scheduled to die, except one. And his name? Is Jesus Christ. So may I ask you, who is Barabbas? Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and thank you for today. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, 
we bless you and thank you for your son. We thank you for the truth about Jesus. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for faith and giving us the ability to believe. We thank you that you provided your word to us as your disciples to proclaim Jesus to all the world. Abba, bring the truth of your gospel to all the disciples by the power of your spirit today. And as we look at your truth, we ask that you solidify, you sear your truth, your word, your life, your will, your work, and your gospel in our hearts and minds forever. Yes, Abba, crucify him. Crucify him so that I can live. Give us Jesus. I ask this in the life and in the truth of who Jesus is, his words, his commands, his death, his resurrection, and his gospel. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great day of worship and keep walking the way.